Hello, hello, everyone. This is Ife, and welcome back to From the Bar. Yeah, hi, everyone. This is Olamide, and uh, welcome back to From the Bar. Um, so we decided to do something a little bit differently. Usually, top of the mic, I would ask Olamide what happened to him in court today. But as you guys know, Olamide is now an abroad boy and also a student reborn, so there's no court for him. So instead, every episode, hopefully, we're going to try and think of a memorable court anecdote until when Olamide allegedly comes back to Nigeria and starts going to court again. So Olamide, do you have a court anecdote or am I putting you on the spot? Should I go first? Well, I think you should go first. I'm, I'm trying to just recall so many experiences. I really don't know. Olamide said that he has forgotten what it's like, you know, being here with us peasants. Yeah, of course. No, not you peasants, but I, nah, not, I, I don't miss federal high courts. Wow. Okay, I'll go first. Where do you miss? Do you miss the magistrate court, or where's your general place of? Preference? I don't miss. I don't. I don't miss any of those places. Uh, to be honest, I really like the tax appeal tribunal. I mean, I'm following one from what I said last week, but that place is vibes, though, guys. Honestly, go at least once. Okay, what's something memorable that happened to me? Okay, there was one time I was at federal. High- it's always federal high courts. That's the beginning of all these stories of woe. Is it not? That's where I injured myself. Like that's where they made me wait until six p.m. So I was at federal high court and I was before a judge that shall not be named, but it was a judge that, you know, notorious for not sitting until the afternoon. And for some reason, I don't know why it is, his court or her court was always like packed full of SANs. So that particular day, I was number one on the list. It was for Mareva, yes, standard. And I was so excited. I was like, okay, great. Number one, I'll come, I'll go. Then the court didn't sit until I think about noon. And the court had said when it sat at noon that I was going to write at two. I think the judge had some sort of conference, something. That's how, my dear, he heard five SANs and then rose. And all of us had to just take dates. So that's the story of how I went to court. I was number one on the list. Court sat for two whole hours and I still did not get heard. You know, that, that thing can be very annoying sometimes. You see that, oh, your matter is listed number one you already make mental plans that oh i'm going to be doing this after court uh by this time i should be done of course so i'll be doing this after court i'll be doing this i'll be doing that and all of a sudden you just start seeing uh people clearing the front seat and people in silk robes and just that's just what i like in. to say wahala wahala for whole no bsa honestly uh, so <laughs> big yeah. wahala but i think uh well one thing i remember this was not even um, and this is in the spirit of valentine's please oh my god don't start (laughs) don't actually start you know i uh this was during my externship so i extended at the igoshiri high court when it was still there and i interned of blessed uh, memory (laughs) of course of blessed memory (laughs) yes so um the judge was uh, a criminal judge so uh, only took criminal matters, armed robbery, uh, murder, kidnapping. So those were the only cases that we would usually see. In fact, uh, there was a, there's this particular popular Nigerian artist who had a case in that court, but he never showed up. So, um, the boy that he is. Uh, <laughs> don't let me get into it. Don't, I don't want to name anybody. No, let me say, I don't want any cease and desist. Please, neither uh, do I. Continue. Uh, yeah. Um, so it was the the this couple in court and um, they were standing trial for armed robbery and in my mind I'm like armed robbery really and you know the thing was what even made me take atten- uh, pay attention to them was every time because you know they come from different prisons um, so 
the the lady comes in for uh, the lady will come in with the female wardens and uh, the guy will come in with the uh, male wardens but every time the guy would always go over just go and ask her how she's doing like it was also sorry the the guy as in the, the other boyfriend. person standing for yeah yeah standing the, trial for armed robbery yeah apparently it was a boyfriend so Love he would, entity. so he would always go over like he would ask her oh how she doing this that you know so i asked the registrar oh, what uh what really had happened between the both of them you get but the babe the babe seemed to be over the entire thing so you, Before, know, you will not be over it <laughs> so listen now so the registrar now decided to tell us the story so i think um the two of them had an argument and the babe left angrily uh-huh so the guy was trying to catch up with her but he didn't see her but he saw her enter another car uh-huh so he tried to trace the car. By the time he was able to track down the car, he didn't see her in the car anymore. Uh-huh. So he now raised an alarm that, oh, um, this is according to the registrar. I, I don't know what this real story is. But he raised an alarm. Allegedly. Yeah. He so raised this is an, the alleged story. Yeah. He raised an alarm and other people came and they were already attacking the person in the car. Because he said that he saw the baby, he saw the baby enter the car but he can't find that now. So like, and you know, it's his area. So everybody attacked the guy and stuff. But in the process of that, the babe emerged from some place. So I, apparently she had gotten down along uh, on the road. So when she came, everything now calmed down. You know, they had to go to the police station because of what had happened and stuff. And in the process of them being in the police station, they found the man's wallet and um, I think ATM card or something in the guy's pocket. Uh, so okay. the guy so there was a problem um, it was now alleged that they tried to rob the man that is the babe and the guy and that's why they were standing trial okay wait so first of all do you know what's so funny I swear someone has I swear someone has told me the story before but someone who used to work at Ministry of Justice so you know from a different angle so it sounds like the facts are legit secondly if I'm that babe I am if I'm not throwing the bus I am throwing the bus on top of you. Forget throwing you under the bus because I cannot. I cannot be. Why would she be over it? Why are you coming to greet me? Why are you, you know, coming to greet? You snatched my destiny. Uh, coming to greet me. You know the thing is, I don't think the guy robbed the from the story. The but it's still his. My no. My point is, it's his fault. I'm not even saying that he robbed the guy yeah. either. Like obviously, we're you know trying to believe the best in humankind. Yeah. But what you've done by being rash, you've got. Prison, Olamide, prison. You know, you, you ah. know what you know the thing is. Let me let me add additional context. Why would you be going to greet her? Let, let me add additional mm-hmm. context. She was actually what, was the additional what caused the argument was she was pregnant. And and he I think that was what got him really emotional when he didn't find her. You know what double du- double his. So now I'm pregnant and in prison. Uh, no, where, actually, where, where is the context unfortunate, in this? Unfortunately, she lost the baby while she was in prison. This times three. Yes, like you, like, are, you no. are making the situation worse for this guy. Like I don't know. I'm no, trying the thing was, he, to find he looked, this salvageable looked, relationship in this. He looked. He looked so so uh, remorseful. Like I I used to pity him every time. Why would he be me. remorseful? But yeah, that that I think that's one story. I but I uh, know. Anyway, maybe I'm just a hater. Sorry. Maybe I'm, one I'm one day. Just a hater. 
one day I would actually just sit down and I'll just tell you all the stories from my court, like my criminal. Uh, oh, when you excel. God, that place was pure jokes. I'm serious. Yeah, mine, was really, mine was really dry. So. Yeah, you know, but it, yeah. they're serious. They're serious matters, though, because it's armed robbery and, you know, what um, kidnapping and murder. But the cases, like the um, testimonies and everything, was just pure jokes. And, you know, the, the, the very funny thing was our judge did not used to show any emotions. Like, her face was <laughs> blank. There's nothing she had not seen blank. in this life now. There was a particular day that she actually burst into laughter. Everybody in court burst into laughter that Stop. day. Stop. <laughs> no, to be honest, we could not we could not hold it. But me, I'm not a serious person. If I was a judge, I'd probably laughing all the You time. know, I, there, there was somebody, one of the extents, my friend, um, when this thing happened, this guy burst into laughter and ran out of the court because it was extremely hilarious. Uh, it, it, uh, it was one of the... So the victim of the armed robbery uh-huh. Um, had in this particular her, case or in a different case? No, in another case, I'd given a testimony. Okay. And all. So it was now time for the defense. So in the process mm-hmm. of the defense, Omar, the, the guy, the defendant now said that he he knows the woman and mm-hmm. he was not there that day to rob her, that the woman was a sugar mommy. Hmm. But things had gone south because she built, uh, I think, uh, a flat of, um, I think, I think a house of about is he eight flats for him? And he said he, he was not interested in the relationship again. And um, he had been in the relationship with the woman even before the demise of her husband. May God rest his soul. When he said, the way he said that, may God rest his soul, everybody <laughs> just burst into laughter and caught. And like it was, it was He's strange, respectful like, now. Respectful, really. Nothing your respect- wife for respectful inside. <laughs> uh, you're using some words on. <laughs> No, but I think for me, maybe I'm a bit jealous because I did my, my externship um in a commercial court. I did it at the federal high court, so I don't have any any stories of note. But rolling on from that, I think Olamide had mentioned to me that he wanted to talk about some uh, how do I call it now? Yeah, some, some significant news in the legal industry. So you guys know that Olamide is the facts guy. Me, I just come for vibes. I can't even lie. So Olamide, please roll out your news story, and then I'll just be adding ad libs here and there. You know. Okay, you know, um, so this past week has actually been very eventful in terms of um, activity, particularly at the Supreme Court. Well, you know, we're already um, two weeks to the election. It's actually two weeks to the election today. Sorry, speaking of that, just just quickly cut you off. So one of my friends contacted me and he was like, oh, that he wants to like plan a movie night and he wants to use my house. I was like, oh, okay, what day? He was like, oh, the day after the election. I was like, guy, who do you think is leaving their house the day after yeah. the election? <laughs> well, well okay, Supreme Court. Uh-huh. Yeah, Continue. so there was the um, APC and Amasina decision. Uh, that decision, everybody has. Uh, everybody, well, you've had divergent opinions about it. But I think one thing that really, um, you know, struck me from that case was we didn't know that there was a second primary. So, uh, but wait, do you want to give like a really quick summary for anyone? Because obviously we're trying to understand that some people that listen might oh, okay. not be lawyers. Although really everybody, everybody should be listening to the news, guys. Guys, yeah. do better. But a quick summary about what that's about. Okay, so um, this is um, a case involving um, the current Senate president. That's um, Senator uh, Ahmad Lawan. I see Ahmad Lawan of Aru. You know, the thing is I, I'm really bad with names. 
But I think, yeah, it's Hamad Lawan. Farouk Lawan was the one who took the bribe that time from Otedola. So, yeah. Allegedly, oh, please. It's not allegedly, he was convicted. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, I beg, no. what if they now overturn the conviction? I don't want anyone uh, to but, smoke, please. No, but what smoke? It's not defamation if it's true, because I'm I'm talking based on the conviction. Don't bite me. Okay, all right, that took the bribe, continue. Yeah, but yeah, so... uh involving the Senate pres- the current Senate president. I think the um, APC had a rule as at the time they were conducting primaries last year that you could not um, buy nomination forms for more than one position. And he expressed his interest to be president of Nigeria and to run on the uh, APC platform. So he bought the presidential nomination form, the very expensive one, uh, but he lost. He lost um, by a very good margin. So... And I think um he comes from Yobe, so the seat I don't know if it's Yobe North or Yobe South Centurial District was um ha- the primaries for that particular district had been conducted, and someone else had emerged. But after he lost the presidential uh, primaries, he for some reason I think APC went um had another primaries and he emerged as um Ahmad Lawan um emerged from that particular election as the candidate for that senatorial seat. And uh, the person who had emerged initially had uh, gone to court. He won, I think he won at the Federal High Court and also won at the Court of Appeal. But the Supreme Court um, overturned the decisions of the two lower courts. And the reasoning, I think the main reasoning was uh, the action was commenced by a wrong originating process. Well, I have my my own um, opinions about overturning a decision on that point really because i won't i won't lie to you it's i i think it's it's not justice but at the same time we we need to i i i i'll say that you know procedure procedural issues a lot of times they really govern um we let them take the place of justice too much in the in the guise of um, strict adherence to rules, but um, I'm not really, I'm not really a fan of that judgment. But there's nothing I can do about it. It's the Supreme Court, and um, they've given their judgments. They had, they have their opinions, well founded. You know, after Supreme Court is God, though, so there's nothing we can really. Yeah, do about yeah. So the thing is, they have their own opinions um, grounded in law. I don't, I don't particularly agree, but that's the law as it is now. So I'm, and you know, we are slaves to precedents in Nigeria, so. That's how we're going to be going from now on. But I think the very interesting until one, the court um, overrules itself, if it yeah. happens. So, the, but the very interesting one is the Supreme Court is the Supreme Court um, interim injunction um, that was filed by I think the ages of Katsina, um, Kaduna, and Kogi states. And uh, so they they um, invoked the original jurisdiction. They sought to invoke the original jurisdiction of the Supreme Court um, as regards the Naira issue. So um, the sort and other restraining the Supreme Court from, sorry, the CBN from, um, you know, the deadline um, refusing to collect the Naira, the old Naira notes um, after the deadline and all of that. And uh, um, to be honest, in terms of, um, from a populist view, that's a very good step. But I would say that that suit is, well, I, it's subjudice, so I can't I can't comment on it. But I think um, we're going to be having a particular argument that we've always had 
and I think should have been clarified by now, that's invoking the original jurisdiction of the Supreme Court and what federation in that particular um, provision of the constitution says, what, what does the federation mean? So, um, yes, the parties before the Supreme Court appear to be proper parties because you would have, um, you usually have the AG Fed and the AGs of the state. Um, they, they appear to be proper parties, but one thing I think um, we are missing is there's also a subject matter element in the sense that in as much as the, um, the AG Fed would defend the federal government or the president, that's the um, official legal officer for those arms, you have a distinction between who the federal government is and what the federation is. And um, that particular constitutional provision relates to the federation and the states. My understanding of what the federation and the states would mean is um, we have three levels of government in Nigeria. The three levels of government are the federal government, um, the state government, and the local government. The federal government or the federal structure itself is what um, would you would say um, houses the federation because that's where all the other states are formed to have like the entity called Nigeria. But when you when you talk about a dispute between the federation and the states, it's not a dispute between a functionary of the federal government, which is the executive arm. So, you know, we have the three levels, which is the um federal state and local but you also have the three arms which is legislature um executive and um the judiciary so every level of government pretty much has that the states have their own judiciary their own executive their own legislature even the um the local governments have their own legislature and their own executive. I'm not so sure about the judicial arm of the local governments. I've really not looked into that that much. Same with the federal, the, the federal, uh, federal structure. When you talk about the federal government, what you're invariably talking about is the executive arm of the fed, the federation. That's the federal structure. The executive arm of the federal structure. That's the federal government. However, the federation is that level of government itself and its ability to exercise powers. So each level of government has its own ability to exercise powers. And my interpretation of section 232 is for you to be able to invoke the original jurisdiction of the Supreme Court, it must be a dispute that involves um, the exercise of powers at the uh, by the different levels of government. So it will be such that if that dispute is determined, the Federation would not, or the, fed, the Federation itself would be seen not to be able to exercise that power because it is reserved for the states, or the states would be seen not to be able to exercise that power because it is reserved for the Federation. So it's more or less a level of government thing rather than an arm of government against like the states. And that is why you would see that there's a distinction between the language used in that provision of the constitution and the... Um, provisions of section 251, particularly uh, PQR, where it says like any agency of the federal, any um, against the federal government or any of its agencies. So there's obviously a, dis um, there's obviously a distinction between the federal government and the federation. And um, 
this was somewhat explained by uh, the dictum of um, Peter Audley Jesse in um, AG Anambra and AG Federation, where um, I think it was Federal Ministry of Lands. They had to, she had to, um, her lordship has had to explain that the Federal Ministry of Lands is not the Federation. It's a, it's a functionary of the executive, and that is part of the federal government, not the federation. Because whatever that particular arm does doesn't really affect the exercise of powers of the other states or whatever right accruing to them, as um as a result of their of them being that level of government. So if it was something as to oh sharing formula under the constitution. Of course, that's something that would invoke the original jurisdiction of the of the Supreme Court. We know that. Um, what else? Maybe delineation of the states. So if they want to create new states and I go to court as the AG and say, oh, no, you cannot, you can't um, create new states because, one, you'll be altering the nature of the federation and all of that. So I think those are the issues that should invoke the original jurisdiction of the Supreme Court. And, that, and this is just my opinion. Um, I've seen other very interesting opinions. I've seen people who have argued that it's um, the suit doesn't actually lack in jurisdiction because um, or does not lack jurisdiction, or the Supreme Court does not lack jurisdiction to hear the suit because um, because of the principle of agency of agency of a uh, disclosed principal and whatnot. But I I don't agree because I feel like there's some sort of conflation of the principles, but. Yes, I, 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 the, the argument actually appeared to me as being very ingenious, but I don't particularly ag agree. But yeah, that's it. Um, the Nara scarcity. I'm so sorry that you have. Well, to damn! All I'm gonna see. Everybody's gonna be like, "Wow, Ife is never that quiet." I was like, "Let me just let him run through the entire thing." I don't want to stop his flow, but guys, see, this is why I keep Olamide in my life. It's that he'll be doing all the reading and he'll be coming and giving people law. Not so. But yes, sorry. Please, please continue, Mister Newscaster. I know, but I think that, that's pretty much my opinion on that uh, topic. I I think um, the Naira redesign has actually shown itself to be and uh, to be a, a colossal failure. Um, so necessary. <laughs> it, it, really, uh, colossal. I think also like, a colossal failure in ways that people never expect. Because like, okay, so there's the scarcity of the Naira. Then there's the fact that. Now the bank apps aren't working. I'm assuming because of you know the amount of pressure on, on, them. on them, and then cards are not working. Like it's actually no guy. It's the trenches. It's the actual trenches. POS agents are taking like one one k for every ten k or something like. You know that's it's, another. That's there's another. There's a lot going on. There's a, there's, a, there's basically a naira to naira rate at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's 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 a, that's another aspect of the Nigerian society that I don't like to talk about because, um. Why exactly is the Naira selling? Why are you selling Naira for such a ridiculous amount? And you know that it's going to... Oh, well, I mean, it, uh, probably commensurate to the difficulty in obtaining it, I would think. <laughs> you know, the thing is, sometimes we, we always um, equate... Uh... Oh, you think this is a utilitarian uh, society or utopian society? No, no, society it's, not, it's, not, it's not utopian society. But the truth is, uh, I, just, I just wonder what would be the situation or what... Would, uh, our situation would be if we were ever in a serious crisis or conflict in Nigeria, because it's going to be very bad. It, it's it's such a mentality that no one wants to do anything. I'm sorry, are we not in crisis now? If I, I'm not talking There's about this more. type of, I'm not talking There's about more to come. I'm not talking about this type of crisis. I'm not talking about this type of crisis. It's just like you, even this from this little uh, crisis that you see here and there, 
you, that's when sometimes maybe there's an accident on a major road and you have like serious traffic everybody just decides to hike fares and you make life miserable for the ordinary man just like yourself who is just trying to get by so imagine oh there's traffic here of course i know that you, you might things might not profits will not seem like it that day but um i feel like some people overdo it so there's traffic on this road today and i'm leaving my office let's say it's maybe the 26th of the month that's like I've, i'm on a strict budget i think a lot of people are usually on a very strict budget between 24th and 26th or 27th or 28th when they paid salaries and i'm on a very strict budget usually my fare home is about 100 naira and because there's traffic on that road one it's already bad enough that there's traffic you now decide that you are not going that route if it's not if people are not going to be paying you 700 naira that's that, that's the fare i would have used for seven days yes but i mean i think then you get the argument about people are just trying to make a living right Nah, I, I, I don't, I don't particularly. Can. I mean, you have a country and an economy that's not providing sufficient jobs, so people are trying to find money-making schemes where they can. You know, sometimes I feel like the money-making schemes or the um, when someone says that someone um, has an eye for business in Nigeria is usually mainly exploitative. And I'm not even talking about exploitative in the general um, capitalism sense. It's just exploitative that, oh, yeah, I mean, this... Um, position of advantage now let me just exploit it in such a way that it makes life miserable for other people and it's not like you did anything special to put yourself in that position it just happens that you're in that position but then guys we can actually talk about this thing all day i think that i mean that's the nigerian factor right that's why people call the night that's what people call the nigerian factor so what you're saying is that if we were better as a people that we wouldn't need our government to do the things they're supposed to do. I mean, people have no, to... No, 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 no. I never said that. I never said that. I, I What I'm just saying is uh, things might not ha- might not be as hard as they already are. So the thing is, the situation yeah, but is already hard. things are hard that brings out... You know, when they say that someone brings out a side of you. Situations yeah. bring out different sides of you. I think you would just argue that being a Nigerian in Nigeria brings out a side... I mean, who amongst us has not cut a queue before or um, utilized a position of power. So I think it's also kind of elitist. And I guess we're going to get into um, that in our suffrage discussion. But the ways in which people in power, and you and I are also people in power as well, the way in which we manipulate the system for our own benefit, whether that is to give somebody some money to cut in front of the queue or whatever it is, like we are also to blame. Well, yeah. So you, you count yourself amongst the people that you're complaining about. We're part of the people that make the problem, right? We don't know how to queue. We don't know how to wait. We don't know how to be patient. I I agree with you, but one thing is, I don't actually shun queues. It's actually ever principle. I I don't accept it's an emergency. Like, and the thing is, I would ask the people on the queue, not the person who is uh who's going to attend to us. So I would ask the other people. Guys, do we believe Olamide? No, but that's that's actually how I am. I don't. I don't. I, the thing is, it even gets me very embarrassed because I'm like, what exactly? What makes you think you're better than all these other people on the queue? Because that's what that's how I feel when I see people shunting the queue. Like, okay, so me that I'm on the queue, you think I don't have anywhere to be? No, you don't have anywhere to go. Uh, no, really. I, most times, if I can't actually wait, I would usually just tell them, okay, you know what? I would come back another time. I can remember uh, when I was trying to. 
uh, come to when I was doing like my TB test. So I had gotten there very early and the queue was actually very long. That's when I knew people were actually trying to jackpot from Nigeria. It was really bad. So I got there, I got there around eight in the morning and um, it was in Ikeja and I had a trial with one of um, our bosses at the Ikeja High Court. But that you trial... was going to do TB test on the day of trial. You said you no, the right. thing is, it was it was um, a three minutes drive from that place. So it was just okay. And I'm like, okay, my TB test, if I get there by eight, I should be done latest by like 10, 11, three hours for the test. It should not be too much now. You get. And I'd gone through like different stages and different stages. It was just now the last stage where I was going to like my x-ray. And um, I noticed that it was already 11.30. And I just I just told, I went to meet the uh, person that was- What time was your trial? For 12. Oh, damn. And the thing is, the person I was appearing with could not appear alone. He's a senior advocate. So I had mm-hmm. to- in fact, I even I mean, had even if, was, yeah, if it was, even if it was, even if it was, I say, and I go to tell your guy that exactly. Sorry, I can't make it. I and and I even had the files, so I just went to meet the lady, and I'm like, oh, I need to be somewhere very quickly. Is there a possibility that I can come tomorrow or some other time and do my appointment? She's like, oh, why can't you wait? And I, I explained to her. She's like, eh, maybe I could just let's just. Uh, go into this room I'm like okay you know what let me just explain to these people she's like no no I said no I have to because the thing is one thing is in Nigeria once that kind of thing happens everyone already has um, a presupposition that you've paid some money and I didn't pay her anything I just explained my situation to her and she was really she was willing to help so she helped me and after that stage there was another stage and (laughs) there was this couple there and the thing was I just begged them I'm like please I actually just have like five minutes left in this place because I was looking at the time I used to drive. I need to be in court at least like 10 minutes earlier to set up the files. And you know, these people said no. And I'm like, okay, no problem. And I was about to go. Then somebody else came out from another room and that room was free. And somebody who saw me begging them said, okay, you could just use that place. And that was how I was able to get, get by. You get... Bro, you still you caught him man close, sir. Yeah, I, I caught him very close. But the thing was, I I wasn't even really willing to stay there. Like, I didn't get my result that day. I came back like two weeks after to get my result. It was the next time I was in Ikeja. I went to get wow. my result. That's actually crazy. Yeah. So I I really I personally do not like um cutting cues. Okay. So what had you told me before we started recording that you wanted to talk about? Oh yeah. The Yobe senatorial. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I already done that. We've now. ticked that off the list. We... Isn't it wild how the Supreme Court is basically just airing, or rather, CBN is basically just airing the Supreme Court? Because me, I've not seen any public response to, to well, the Supreme Court injunction. Yeah, the thing is, they, they don't have to give a public response, but the thing is, they cannot disobey. No, but I mean, they have to give a public response then, because us people in Nigeria are wondering, so what's going on? Do we have time? Do we not have time? I mean, the time has passed now, but yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. You'll find out tomorrow. The thing is, the Supreme, um, the CBN rather, they said uh, one of the reasons why they um, were doing this Naira redesign thing was to curb vote buying. And uh, but the main economic reason they gave was the money in circulation is more than the money in actual economy and some very very funny things. And I saw some news article recently that the CBN governor said the the printing and minting um, agency could not print enough. 
So why did you embark on such a uh, thing when you knew that you couldn't print enough? But yeah, I think... Um, because, some, because some people are daft. And I will not say who those people are because, you know, those are people's daddies fair. and uncles. But Yes, fair. very, very strong language. That's what I said. Some people, possible okay. deniability. I cannot confirm if it's one person, if it's a multitude of people, but I don't think it's a controversial statement to make. All right. Um, but now I think full on economists. You know what? Let's let's leave it at that. So let's 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 go, let's go into I think the main topic for today. So this was something very interesting that just came up as as far. It was the fact that I brought it up as far. Um, universal suffrage. So I I know in the posters we had said that um, universal suffrage, but I th- I think it, I I want to just correct that and say universal adult suffrage because I don't think there's universal suffrage anywhere in the world. Uh, what you, what you have is universal adult suffrage. So uh, essentially, it's just the right of all adults to vote um, in elections. Um, so I personally. Uh, would I say for the purpose of the podcast, not personally, I'm very sorry, would be advancing the point that Nigeria should actually not be adopting universal adult suffrage. And I think if it has, if it would be, you know, countering this point, it's um, one of our debate series. Uh, if I, do you have anything to say before, like I get into the argument? Yeah, so basically this topic was born out of, I was out with some friends and one of my friends, a person who I actually really respect their opinion, was advancing the argument that, you know, where we are in Nigeria right now, that we should throw um, universal adult suffrage in the bin and, you know, just start over. So basically the idea that, and I'll have to like minimize my summary so that I'm not really advancing some of Alameda's arguments, but basically just the idea that where we are right now as a country, that universal adult suffrage is more harmful than helpful and that we need to make certain, how will I put it now, certain strong decisions so to speak to get us to a place where we can actually trust ourselves as citizens trust every citizen to make the decide the kind of decisions that we need to make um universal suffrage work so i just mentioned to alamde i was like well i was very surprised to hear someone i respect advance that opinion and i thought okay interesting like how many people harbor such opinions you know in their hearts of hearts but they are too afraid to say like this people are too afraid to say who they are voting for but oh yeah by the way guys olamde has banned me from talking about politics so if we're not talking about who you know we are voting for and who we support is olamde's fault so yes so because i didn't want to be advancing the controversial opinion and because i wanted to at least put my um masters my human rights masters to use so i stole the I already stole the side of saying that that was told Olamide that I was going to argue in advance of the opinion that obviously we do need suffrage and that it's very important. And Olamide gets to play the bad guy, which he may or may not do very well. So yes, Olamide, you know, you have, you have the table, you have the floor. And then after, you know, people can tell us in the comments, you guys can DM us. Also, yes, guys, we really, really appreciate those of you that reached out to us on LinkedIn, on Twitter, those of you who have our numbers and text us, like, your thoughts about the episodes and your feedback like we would just we, we just we really are smiling like fools like it really is just so encouraging um it's such such a good reinforcement of the time and the energy that this, this takes but yeah okay allow please make your arguments oh no yes so um honorable judges don't don't piss me off please uh, all right so yeah um really 
you know, universal adult suffrage, scrapping it might actually be beneficial. And um, there are three, there are three main reasons why I would say this. So the first is it's actually been practiced before. It's been it's it's been practiced before. Um, and one of the reasons why it was scrapped was okay, it was seen as an idea of um the British colonial empire to you know um suppress the voices of the uh, citizens of the territories that they controlled at the time. So I know um under the um Richards and uh, Clifford constitutions, you had um universal adult suffrage. I think under the Clifford, that's the older one, it was hundred pounds. So you had to be earning. So this actually was um in relation to how much the person was earning and not um the age or um educational status. It was how much you were earning. Then you had it, I think it, it got reduced to 50 under the Richard's constitution. Um that's 50 pounds, which was of course a lot of money then. So you, you see now um the reason why this would make a lot of sense is you have people who are going to be particularly affected by policies making the decisions. And also the thing about vote buying is um is, is something that can only happen when you have universal adult suffrage and not when you have this particular this limited suffrage. So if I'm earning hundred pounds or hundred pounds. If I was earning hundred pounds, which was significantly um, a good amount of money then, and let's say okay, maybe let's say that's now would be um, let's say ten thousand pounds now, um, as of today, and I'm earning that amount of money. I I don't think anybody would be able to buy my votes, really. So I wouldn't be voting based on someone buying my votes or because I'm hungry or someone taking advantage of me. So the idea of politicians taking advantage of people would only thrive in a system where you have universal adult suffrage and not where you have a limited suffrage. And the suffrage is limited to people who are well enlightened to know what the society needs and two, who are not vulnerable to uh, the whims and caprices of um, your politicians. Okay. So one of the issues, you know, we have with universal adult suffrage is people, um, the vote buying issue, that, that's something that you, even that's what's causing the Naira crunch now, where they say, oh, you want to protect the vulnerable voters and all. That would only thrive in a, situa in a situation or in um, a society where you have universal adult suffrage, where you have universal adult suffrage. But if it's a society where, okay, yeah, the suffrage is limited and, um, you you limit it to people who are doing ex uh, fairly well and would probably get very insulted if you try to buy their votes for a certain amount of money because it, 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 it's only small money you can use to buy votes, really. Um, I don't see you having... I don't think there's any politician that will be willing to pay a million dollars for uh, votes from how many people, how many are we that are, will probably be ending in that amount or in that range. So I think that's one of the shortfalls of um universal adult suffrage and for a society like nigeria where you say that the poverty index is really high it's something that will continue to thrive so if you're going to be taking that very tough decision to um reduce or to limit suffrage i think it is going to do it's going to work very well for like the society at large because now 
you have which is now the third point which is you have a more informed voter block they are more informed in the sense that um their ideas it doesn't mean that their ideas would be the same it's just that their ideas would be on um stronger convictions and uh, uh principles rather than just on money so um you can it's not easy to monetize the economy it's not easy to monetize the election uh, because now the people who are voting are voting either based on idiosyncrasies, uh, principles, or uh, their convictions. It might, it, it would most times differ, but that doesn't that shows you that there's a better quality that goes into decision making rather than what you have as um people who just okay oh you've given me this money let me go and vote for you or I'll vote for you only if you give me like um a bag of rice. So those are the, 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 those are the things that you wouldn't have when you have limited suffrage. But uh, I think um, I'll just leave it to Ife now to advance our own point. Uh, but these, these are the reasons why I think that um, universal adult suffrage itself would, would, would probably, yeah, we should probably limit it for some time in Nigeria. You know, so interesting. I think that it's so clear from the arguments that you're advancing that you don't even believe in the topic to begin with. <laughs> Because Olamide told me that he was like, he wants to put a massive disclaimer so that nobody comes to attack him on Twitter for being an elitist. So I think it will just, instead of advancing a fresh new set of arguments, I'll just address the ones that you've made and then we can just have that like back and forth discourse if necessary. Okay. So first of all, the fact that it's been practiced before, let's throw that one in the bin because there are many things that have been practiced before and we evolve as a society. I mean, I don't want to not be dramatic and say, you know, slavery was practiced before. But yes, I think that the fact that something has been tried and tested doesn't necessarily mean that it worked. And there is a reason that we've moved away from that. I mean, the obviously one man, one vote, it's for, you know, equality. There are certain ideals that are important because those ideals have trickle down effects. Um, if you know that you can vote and someone else can't vote, it's already standard that you're going to see that person as inferior as less than so there's definitely i think a lot of trickle down ideological effects but the first the so let's end it been the first one i would say substantial point that was made was the one about voter buying to which i would then say that you can buy anybody's votes like even now when they're buying people's votes i mean what's that thing they're saying about they're giving delegates dollars because someone give me dollars but that they're giving delegates dollars like those people are not or if we had a, first of all, who would even make the standard to say, okay, this is the standard of who gets to vote. So who are we even entrusting to put that standard in place? And then secondly, even though, yes, obviously people who have a secondary education, who have a tertiary education, who make probably even more than 100000 a month are in the minority. Definitely not a 1%, I would say not any more than a 50%, if even that. And please don't attack me for saying 50% of people are making 100K because in, in, if it's a lot less than that. But so there will be a good amount of people who are going to be over the standard that we're setting, unless we're setting obviously ridiculous standards that you have to make, I don't know, 1 million naira a month or something. But I would think that those people that are acting as delegates, that they're buying their votes for dollars, that those people would probably be considered as educated enough to vote if, Again, we want to use an educational standard as our metric or if we want to use how much a person is making as a metric. And we're buying those people's votes. And I think one issue that I have with this idea of stomach economics, right, where they always say that, oh, people are selling their votes for bags of rice or Gary, which, yes, is a thing that is happening. 
But I think that we all practice stomach economics on different levels now. Some person's stomach economics might be that, you know, he's buying a bag of rice. He's buying, yeah, he's selling his bread rather for a bag of rice. Whereas your stomach economics might be that you're voting for somebody because they're your daddy's best friend. Obviously, the reason why the word stomach is used for stomach economics is because we're talking about, you know, actual food or, you know, a pittance that people used to buy food. But what makes somebody voting for their daddy's best friend and somebody selling their votes for what's going to feed their, you know, eight children or seven children or five children? What makes the first person any better than the second person? And then the last point that you made about the voters being more informed, I think we all know that's a big lie because a lot of people who are voting aren't informed so they don't know you know who what the delegates actually stand for but by the way guys i said i thought a lot of we should do that so i said that we should summarize you know the policy documents of every person that's running for president but again a lot of really afraid of these politics things guys so please beg him on twitter for me that you will not attack him if he says something bad about your preferred candidate but yeah so i i don't think it's correct to say that just because a person is educated or just because a person is you know, making above a certain amount that they're more informed. Now, they might be more informed about, you know, science and philosophy, which, yes, we could argue makes a more well-rounded electorate and a more well, a more rounded voter. But that doesn't mean that they're any more informed about what the people who are standing for these elected positions are actually standing for, if I can use the word standing twice. So, you know, with all these points... Since no, 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 but you know the thing is, I mm-hmm. think I... Think I, I Sorry, I think I should have a right, uh, right of a right of rebuttal. Okay, yeah. sure, knock yourself out. I mean, I'm so, sorry I said I'm wrong, but okay. uh, no way. Just hold on. Um, you mentioned the thing about delegates. So, thing about delegates is, um, at every election, I don't think any political party has up to ten thousand delegates. No political, no political party has up to ten. I don't even think they they have up to five thousand delegates usually during their primaries. So, if someone is sharing dollars to, um. 5,000. He probably isn't sharing to 5,000. He's sharing to 3,000. Just enough to make him win the election at the primary stage. Now, look at that percentage and or that um, small group and compare it. Look at how much it will cost for you to... Um, by the way, most of people who are delegates are not particularly Leonardo. Just let me just let me state that too. A lot of them are probably the same set of people you see on the road. But um, you you have how many people? You have to buy votes of um, 5,000 people. Compare that to having to buy the, the vote of, let's say, just one local government where you have close to uh, 300,000 people. But then, I'll resp- but then I'll respond to that to say that, okay, so right now, let's, let's think of it as a pirate. So let's use easy numbers. So let's say right now there's 100,000 Nigerians who are eligible to vote. Right. Okay. And for most of those hundred thousand people, you only need maybe a thousand naira to buy their votes. Yeah. But then you implement this limited suffrage, and now only twenty thousand people can vote. And maybe you need ten thousand naira to buy each of their votes. It's a smaller scale, so even though you can buy less votes with more money, it makes it has more of an effect because guys, no, I didn't uh, matter. So please, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you it know has more is. of an effect. The, so this once, is... once it's a smaller group, even if it's a smaller, more expensive group. The money but can the, still go around because now the group is smaller and yeah. every vote is more impactful. Yeah, you know, you know the thing now is this is you reducing it to context, but in like reality, the thing you can't. It's reality can't. now. It's mathematics. Okay, so if how much would it take to buy your vote? Ah, nah, there's no amount I can't like. 
but then again but but okay, wait, yeah. but wait but we're talking monetarily yeah like, that's what, that's what we i'm all saying wait now what i'm saying is we all well, let me not say all but a lot of people sell their votes it just might not be monetary so even though there might not there might not be there is no number value that i can sell my votes for that doesn't mean that if my daddy's uh, if my cousin is running for for office that's what i'll vote for now my cousin's friend okay so how big is your family that you have um so many cousins that would want you to know vote for this you person? know my point what i'm just saying hey, no, that but that's are, what i'm just saying you know, like saying in reality there are, principles, just... there are principles and ideals that can make you so let's say now okay let's that's let's put, that... well, let's put money to the table let's say someone says oh if i win i'll make you minister of entertainment if that doesn't okay. exist it should exist minister of entertainment I might be swayed. I might be like, mm, I can't, you know, I believe in this party. Like, you know, I can okay, get Okay, so down. how many more so ministers can that, you appoint? And by the time you appoint enough ministers, you find something else now. It does, what I'm saying is that a lot of times with maybe people who are, who would be considered in this elite for a limited suffrage, but you get you get more creative with the things that you bribe people. Bribery is not only money. But that's bribery thing is, only money. Not, you know the thing is, if I, I'm not saying it's not possible. What I'm saying is now the possibility and the practicability of this no. What you're saying is that working. it takes effort, and I'm saying yeah, that it takes yes, too much but, effort. But then I'm saying, but it's a smaller group of people you're doing that effort for. So, so I, you had small effort for a big group of people. Now you have big effort for a small group of people. If I so now let me let me just give you context. Um, if I were to if I were to um uh, because I'll vote for you or yeah, so if I if I vine for a position if I, and um I wanted you to vote for me. If I, I won't dollars. come to you, I won't come to you and offer you dollars directly. Hey guys, offer me dollars or you never wait, God calm my, down. God might touch my heart. I, I would not offer you dollars directly. I would most likely make uh I'll let you know what my plans are, how you would be affected and all of that. And if I see you're not bulging, I would also I, I would think twice. I'll probably send someone else to you who would probably advance the cause. And if it comes to the worst and I have to drop some money for you to vote for me, if I, I would not come direct I won't come directly to you because I would have that, you know, this person doesn't this person doesn't necessarily want this. And I don't want to even insult this person so i won't do it although i don't and think politicians me oh, you I don't, to insult me <laughs> let's see i don't this. think i don't think politicians, i don't think politicians have that much shame but that's that that's what i think do you understand it's um i think it, it's not it's not as practicable when um you know you just go you go to a neighborhood how much you buy you buy um bag the you know you don't even buy the 50 kg bag of rice you don't buy the 25 kg you don't buy the 12.5 kg you're probably giving them 5 kg or 4 kg bags of rice and um 2 kg oil and you're giving all of them in a particular neighborhood and all of them are hailing you and you know the truth is you now have a block of them in that in that particular zone and you've spent how much you probably would have spent let's say um 1 million to get how many people's votes? Let's say um a hundred or yeah, a hundred people's votes or hundred and fifty people's votes. And that one million, you you would, you would consider it too small for me to give you to buy your votes. It's not the thing is it doesn't even work that way. People would they wouldn't be able to do it. It's it's not going to be as easy as just going to one slum and you give everybody there something and you are getting um a hundred thousand votes from that place. 
Whereas when you come and meet me, the thing is, the moment I realize that you've tried to bribe me and I don't agree, that's what I'm going to have to tell everybody. That, oh, um, this guy came to meet me and this is what he said, oh, and this is what he offered me. I don't think he's a serious person. He already he already lives a bad woman. That's that's how I see it. Okay, so that's your rebuttal for the voter buying. Yeah, and that no, that's the rebuttal for the um for the voter no, buying now for the no, buying yeah, for the for the de- yeah, you use the delegates issue. See, so I, know I, your, I know your arguments better than you say. Okay, for for no, a delegate for the, buying, for the delegate, yeah. Alam, how does one become a delegate? How does one Let's just spend a few a seconds to, um, to discuss after- that. After the election. actually no don't 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 give them don't give them the tips actually just give it to I think you. I think everybody knows it's just you that doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow I guy I was proud before I'm humble now Nigeria has humbled me nah, but yeah but you have to join the political party really you would have ah. to go for world elections you have to go for ah. world meetings you go guy, for I can barely meeting. I can barely join virtual MBA MBA meeting not to talk about this one now yeah because then you have to join the MBA meetings to be able to vote so yeah, I've been yeah, trying yeah. to join. That one's hard enough. Okay, all right. I'll I'll I'll, t- I'll take this to the altar. I'll, I'll I'll think more on this. I'll take this to the war room. God and I will discuss. Yeah, but I think now that we well, are we done with the debate, or do you have any other points to make? No, no I thought is that the only one you wanted to rebut the voter by? Okay, thing? yeah. Then you you made you made the um you know the argument about um informed vo- voter block. You basically were in, um reemphasizing my point. And what was the what was the point I was making is now the thing is you're not incentivizing people with money. People ordinarily will vote based on their ideals and their convictions. So the truth is, someone who is racist, inherently racist, would still vote based on the, the convictions. Not that it's good, but he would probably vote. Sorry, are we are we then trying to say that uneducated and that's a word with negative connotations? But I'm saying it factually that uneducated and you know, financially, what was the PC word for P-O-O-R now? Financially deprived. I don't even know if that works. People don't have convictions and principles. Okay, I I, I personally do not believe it's not it's not okay. easy to it's not easy to for afford. a per- okay for a person that is advancing that argument. Are they then saying that those people don't have principles and I'm opinions? Not, I'm not saying that uh, they don't have principles and opinions. It's just that it's a lot. M- easier for them to drop their principles and opinions when their stomach is involved. Okay, because survival. Exactly. Survival first, ideology second. Exactly. But you don't have, you won't have a survival problem. So it's your ideology first. But then I feel like it punishes people who, because, I mean, no one sets out to be financially challenged. Again, I'm really indigent, I think is the word. That's such a strong word, you know. But no one sets out to be indigent, right? Like it's the way. Yeah, in which, of course, of course. It's the way in which, like, it's it's the lot you've drawn. It's you know a whole bunch of things. What family were you brought into? Did you have education opportunities? Were you able to find a job? The whole host of things. So then saying that because you you know drawn a bad card, you now can't participate in governance. It seems to be reinforcing a situation that someone did not choose to find themselves in. So he's saying that you people that won the genetic lottery, here you go, take more benefits to make you even more empowered. And you people that lost the genetic lottery, here you go, take more disadvantage to make you even more disadvantaged. 
the you math know, isn't mathing. You know the thing is, this is where I now come out, come out of the closet <laughs> and say that I I support you and I support the views that you hold. The same views. I I I extremely I I believe that um universal adult suffrage is where you get the common man. That's the hope of the common man ordinarily. That's the only way I can feel like I'm part of the process, and uh, that's. Yeah, like yeah. that you that you matter. Yeah, exactly. That's that's because really that means cool. that that person matters as much as I do, as much as you do, as much as the president does. Because we all get only one vote, right? It's yeah. not like it's not like a shareholder weighted votes. You know, exactly. one man, one vote, or one person, one vote, really. It, it, but I think the, this was probably like the most dry ass arguments because you do. Olamide at the first opportunity was like, "Yes, let me come out." I don't believe in this. You but know, if anyone is, can, uh-huh. mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's the truth. Now, I, I don't really, I, I, I think I'm not. I don't particularly. I, uh, you're not the be- you're not the best spokesperson, are you? Yeah, I'm not the best spokesperson for things I really do not believe in. Boy, is there anybody except, on, except on legal, except there's a legal justification for it? Yeah, then maybe. Oh my god, you just love the law, don't you? Yeah, yuck. exactly. But things like this, I think I this is I shouldn't be saying yuck on a law podcast. Right? I mean, yes, I love the law too. It's the best. Yeah, but if there's I, anyone who is not afraid to come out to and and tell us about why this is an actual valid point of view. Please feel free. Like yeah. we're ready to listen. We're always ready to learn. Olamde, do you have any closing words before you? Uh, have, I think guys, Olamde has started going gym, so that's where he's running to. No, I'm not running. So do you have any? I've been recording with Ife for so long, and Ife is. Wow, Olamde is tired of me. Wow. I'm not tired okay. of you. You know, this just made me remember the uh, James, uh, this guy's uh, podcast where. I think I tagged you on Instagram. Yes, I saw it, and yeah. I refuse to acknowledge receipts because why are you shading me publicly? Yeah. But uh, that that I, I would say that this election period has been quite quite revealing. Stay safe out here, guys. Like yeah, stay safe, it's, been, honestly, it's been very like, The streets are rugged. It's it's been very revealing, and why would I say it's been very revealing? Um, it it has just emphasized a particular point that um we really are very opinionated people and we don't we don't do well with dissent the same thing we blame you know our leaders for is pretty much the same thing we do um and if we have the opportunity that they have we probably would be as oppressive as they are and this this is basically um what i've noticed from the online trends and you know people say oh I, I can't express my opinions. People, they're like, oh, your opinions are already stupid or your opinions don't matter anymore. And that's and, and that exactly is what oppression or that's how oppression really does start. Now, the thing is, you can, you can tell me that my opinions, I, you don't agree with my opinions because you don't think that they are logical or they um, make any sense or are in the best interest. But for you to say that I don't have a right to an opinion because that's the opinion I possess is um, is very wrong. I think it's it's um, it's one of the ways to oppression, and people should be very cautious. And that's one of the reasons why I've tried my best, and I've, I always dissuade fair from any attempt to talk about politics or anything. Um, anything yeah, see, this is a gag order. Olamide is gagging me. Like I'm not allowed to speak my mind. Yeah, maybe Why after the, the maybe after the election period, we would um 
we'll be able to have like those conversations where like tempers have wow thank down. you that you're allowing day for letting me know when i can speak my mind on what's uh, supposed to also be my own podcast uh, well yeah that's the thing you know this is the benefit of um equal votes. of two heads <laughs> no of equal votes actually so no wow. one gets to wow oh my god my my own arguments is being used against me i personally think i should get weighted votes yeah, as the uh, only person still holding down nigeria no but i i really do your vote really, counts for less. They don't, you know, they I, don't allow people in the diaspora to vote. Allow me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, people in diaspora should not vote because a lot no, of no, 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 no. But you know, in England, if you're outside of England, you can vote. You know, the thing is, like, I, I, like, I could vote now. Like, I don't, I have no idea how to set up shop. But if you're outside of England, you can nah, vote. Nah, I'm all, you are going to have. Wait, you don't massive... believe in allowing people in the diaspora to vote? Yeah, going to, the Nigerian system. The even okay, the ones. Okay, even the clearly ones that... we have the wrong argument because <laughs> what on earth? You know, you know. Wait now. If it, now the thing is, the one that everybody is in the same country. In fact, the same place where they are voting, they are rigging it. You now want to tell me this? <laughs> Nah, if I please, please, please. No, no, but wait, wait. No, but people outside the diaspora are still affected because one, they still have family back home. Two, at least the way Nigerians do, they should go back. Time. I have a friend who is actually currently in Nigeria. He picked up, he's picked up his PVC. He left uh, Obodos. He's in Nigeria. He's probably going to. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he would leave after the elections, but I, I didn't even know that he was going to vote. But I just saw him post his PVC. I thought he was just in Nigeria for the holidays. But he's back in Nigeria and he's most likely going to vote. So that's the thing. Wait, Julie... my point is that one, they've got family back home. Two, a lot of them are still affected because I mean they've got assets, whether it's their house, their car, whatever it is. Three, a lot of people left because you know Nigeria is a hostile environment, and so they want you know good decision makers too, so that they can come back home for you know it adds an increasing is it patriotic sentiment or whatever because you still feel like a part of your country. I mean, you know, the whites must have a good reason for doing it. I, I, you know, the thing is, my argument really has been, it's not that the principle behind it is wrong. It's just that the infrastructure for it is not there yet. We are still struggling. So with you mean the infrastructure for wait? So in the infrastructure for Nigeria as a country, right? So you're saying you do agree with diaspora voting, but like how? The, yeah, the implementation is Nigeria going to implement that? Why well, we can't implement this one? Exactly. You already have the BVAS issue. We've not sorted that one out. You now want people from here to be voting. Ah, um, that's serious while out. No, fair enough. But then I think we should then be acknowledging that that's an ideal. And it's an ideal that we're working towards. But that, you know, fortunately, where we are now, still baby steps. Let, let's, fix the one, let's fix the one in Nigeria first. So on that note... Okay, let's, let's fix the one in Nigeria first. I think it's a, it's a great closing line. Yeah. So um, on that note, uh, thank you guys for listening. Please, we want to actually hear your opinions. We want your comments. A lot of people... Guys, want to hear your opinions. I want to hear your opinions on diaspora voting because really, truly, I think, well, except this controversial person that I just mentioned that got me thinking on the issue, although it wasn't so controversial because then a bunch of other people in that conversation were also agreeing. But I think most people do agree with universal adult suffrage, but apparently this diaspora issue is more controversial so do you guys believe that you know people outside you people that have japan do you think that you should get to vote and if so no. why are you people that are here but planning on japan you know do you think you should be able to vote when you get to where you're going no you can you can barely process your well, like the idea you've already answered i said i asked them okay, what do okay. They think? all right yeah um yes please let's hear your opinions a lot of people are, and we appreciate the comments a lot of people do give us feedback and we sincerely appreciate yeah guys it's so sweet 
Yes, and we'd really appreciate interactions on our social media. So, like, we get active. We would really like, would really like. And if you are shy, you can slide into our DMs. It's fine. I'll accept that too. Yeah. Although, obviously, public praise is better than private praise. Though. Yeah. All right. So, uh, bye, guys. Um, I think if anyone wants to have the last word. Oh, but I realized that you had the last word the last episode. So I'm very unhappy, actually. But from Olamide and Ife, so I said your name first. From Olamide and Ife, you know, from the bar.